Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. I'm here to have conversations, share ideas and experiences to explore the self with the aim of helping people to live happier and healthier lives. Today joining me is one of my best friends in Bali, Yao Yao Forest. Yao Yao, welcome to Self. And thank you so much, Amanda, for inviting me. I'm really honored to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yao Yao, you are a influencer mm-hmm. uh, slash vlogger. And also, I know you've got many more skills than that, but um, for in the Chinese YouTube space of mindfulness. Yes. So hi, everyone. I am a Chinese YouTuber and I have a channel called Yao Yao Forest in China, Bilibili. And most of my content is about meditation, mindfulness and spiritual practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what got you started on this path here? Holy, wow, that's a long story to got here. I think God chose me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. And so... I was grow up in a very abusive family, and so I have a lot of uh, issue when growing up. My mom was a gambler. My father was a teacher, teaching in university. But when they marry, they marry quite early. Mm. When they're really young and have, they know nothing about life. So they, they got married. They're pregnant. I'm the first child, and then my mom started gambling a lot. So she loses a lot of money, and my father had to pay the debt all right. the time. So they have the fighting all the time, physically, language violence all the time in the house. Mm. So I was growing up in a really bad situations. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And yeah, I have a lot of trauma. <laughs> Obviously, like a fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of. Uh, um, injustice, all the kind of thing. I have really low self-esteem when I was growing up because my father was keep telling me I'm a loser Aww. when I was just a kid because my mom did a lot of damage to his mental health, right? So he would tell me, always tell me I'm a loser. I will never be successful in my life and I will be poor all my life. I will go to jail of my life. So imagine to grow up in that kind of family. I, w- I have depression when I was uh, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. I want to suicide every day. That's um, how I grow up. And luckily, I have uh, my music. Music yeah. is my passion. So music saved my life. I started playing guitar. I sing every day to heal myself when I was a teenage. And, but at that time, I was pretty bad. I, I don't want to go to school. I hate everybody, and I think I'm my, I think of myself is really ugly, so I was not dare to talk to anybody in the school. I was as a weirdo in the school, hiding in the back of the classroom, don't dare to talk to anybody. Yeah, so that's how I grew up, and then while growing up, I started travel around China with my guitar. Mm-hmm. I was uh, singing on the street to make money. I finally get out of my family and was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm free now after my 18 years old. I just travel around China with guitar and I met two rock climbers on the street. Yeah. After I traveled to a really beautiful city 
called Guilin in China. It was a really beautiful place. I played guitar on the street and I met two rock climbers. They brought me to rock climbing. So I started to rock climbing all over China, all over Asia. And, and Sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. So yeah. how old are you at this point when you're climbing and traveling around China? I was 22 already okay. at that so time. So you had been out of home? For four years. All right. I was doing all the kind of job, like a wait, waitress, selling juice on the street, and like a cleaning houses, doing all the kind of job. Actually, I went to university, but but it's not what I like. I love music more, but my father was a was a push me to learn to study architect. <laughs> That's imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think every Asian parent wants exactly. their kid to go to uni. Yeah, so. and I was a I hate it. I was in the classroom, study all the architect content, and I, I fell asleep every t- every day. I know that I want to get out. I know yeah. I don't want to be there, so I just take my guitar and left. That's my story. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you were rock climbing around yeah. China, mm-hmm. and then I know that you've made is it more than one documentary on climbing? Yes. I um, after my twenty five years old. I become a filmmaker, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, one of my friends he make a film about rock climbing. I was watching it and uh, I was like, "Whoa! How do you do that? How do you make the film?" So he teach me Adobe Premiere. So I started to learn camera and started to learn and editing. So I become a filmmaker. Yeah. So about in I make a documentary about my friend rock climbing, about around Asia, around around Europe, that's how I start to be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of those skills you're using now in making these other videos and these vlogs that you mm-hmm. make for your channel. Was a perfect setup. Yeah. Uh, everything was perfect. I become a rock climber, then I met my filmmaker friend, I become a filmmaker. <laughs> then eventually, I, one day I was, I was getting my camera, I was like, okay, I wanna make something to good for people yeah. about mental health because yeah. uh, at that time I was already posting documentary that I make on Bilibili on Chinese YouTube yeah. and at that time I got a lot of followers and they asked me how you start your life yeah. how you start your traveling how you make money so I started to think okay maybe I can make a vlog just talk about how I make money how I travel so one day I was in Turkey in a in a really little small hotel. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking about in my mind. I said, okay, I want to help those people. They're really good to give me comment on my channel. So I grabbed my camera. I was so nervous. I remember I was shaking, and my hair was covering my face. That was the first time I was facing the camera alone to talk. Because mm. before I only post about documentaries. Yeah, I was not in there. Uh, so that's my first time. I would say, "Hey, guy, this is how I make money. This is how I get out for my family. My family is like this. I was grow up in depression. How I heal myself through meditation and mindfulness practice." Then from there, that video got me so many followers, just explode, go virus. Yeah, and people found a lot yeah. of, I guess, um, a lot of value in what you had to offer. Because mm-hmm. you've obviously, as you've shared, there's been there's been like a really big journey for you. Yeah. 
and healing we've spoken a lot about healing because mm-hmm. it's ongoing right yeah. mm-hmm. you know there's no I guess it do, it doesn't you're not just healed and then you're done and now you're this oh, healed no. perfect Holy thing no. yeah <laughs> and it's I also don't think it's about being broken it's just things that happen in you know to us around us in life mm-hmm. different traumas and whatnot and in our experiences there are things that have a prof- you know this big impact mm-hmm. that takes time to heal from mm-hmm. and obviously you know it's incredible that your followers have been able to get a lot of value and have found your advice helpful yeah, exactly yeah mm-hmm. so family i mean coming from an asian background you're chinese i'm vietnamese I think when we've spoken about this stuff, like there are a lot of similarities in how we grew up because there's a lot of that common pressure that exists. And you and I are both firstborn. Mm-hmm. We're both females. Uh, and we experienced, I think, quite, you know, a lot of turbulence in both of our, in our homes. I mean, that's like, it's a lot. And I'm, and I'm, you know, even though I know this about you, it's still like I'm sad to, to hear these things again. Where, at what point, I guess, did you recognise that there was work that needed to be done to heal and to start going inwards and to reflect on these things mm-hmm. at home, you know, in your childhood? Well, I was unaware Mm, like for 25 years okay like i have a lot of trauma but i have no idea i have yeah i don't i have, i think everybody was living that state before right right it called no awareness state i don't know if there's like a name you have so it, many trauma from your family but you have no idea but you just keep repeating the same pattern in your relationship yeah. Yeah. and so everything is come mm-hmm. out in real relationship yes relationships particularly romantic relationships tend to hold up a mirror where Mm -hmm. you're able to see yourself quite clearly (laughs) whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so you said at 25, this was something that became very obvious to Mm -hmm. you. A big change. Well, so when I was 25 years old, I already become a rock climber for three years. Mm -hmm. And one day I went to a mountain, really famous mountain for rock climbing with my friend. I was belaying my friend, my friend's on the rock. And a, a yoga teacher passing by, he went to hiking the mountain and he was passing by and my friend know his friend. So okay. my friend is talking to his friend. And then I was talking to him, I was like, what are you doing here? And he's American, a man, a young man. I was, and he said, he's yoga teacher. I was like, oh, I want to learn yoga. And he said, yes, you can teach me rock climbing. I teach you yoga for free. Mm, so Smooth. <laughs> that was, that was uh, my life change point. Mm. That's where it got me into the spiritual practice world. Okay. And, and I was uh, seeing this young man. He was teaching me um, yoga, meditations. Then we started dating. Right. <laughs> after, after two weeks, we already know each other is like a we're really important to each other in right. each other's life. And we fall in love crazy. <laughs> uh, I, if he listening to this podcast, well, I will be 
really want to thanks him to bomb me into this healing self observation word. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's totally changing my life from there. Yeah. So I will, he was quite famous in China and on Instagram. So we don't we don't need to name names. <laughs> okay, let's, we don't need to give him yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. Let's um. He yeah. was a really respect some privacy. Just really young and wise man. Yeah, okay, he's the most intelligent man I ever met in my whole life. Wow. Yeah. So that's where I start to learn mindfulness, yoga. He was a, we was traveling around China and Asia to give workshop. Mm-hmm. So he at that time he already famous and he was giving workshop around Asia. So I got a lot of benefit from it because I was. I was uh, traveling with him. I was looking at him, what he's doing. He was teaching mindfulness, meditation, yoga practice. So from there, I've starting to have awareness. What exists? Yeah. And, but my mindfulness practices come from the fighting. <laughs> the my, I have a lot the of conflict. Tra- yeah, the conflicts. Obviously, I grew up in a really abusive family. I have a lot of hidden trauma that I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Then everything's present out from the real relationship with him because yeah. he was really famous and he's really popular. All the girls fall in love with him. Yeah. And at that time, I was so young. I was so insecure. I have a lot of trauma. I was really low self-esteem. I don't trust myself when I see him with a lot of girls. I was like, oh my God, what's this? Why you be with so many girls? Yoga words, you know? Okay, but but by be with, you mean just in the physical space of, like he wasn't, he was, as a yoga teacher, yeah. he, you know, more of his audience was mm-hmm. likely to be it's women. Girl, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I was jealous. I was threatened to leave this mm. relationship. I was causing a lot of chaos to him. As a Thai, he already had really strong mindfulness practice. He's a really loyal person, mm-hmm. but it's just me. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. was that's a you thing. That was on you and My, what you yeah. were projecting onto on the relationship him. yeah and you're yeah. projecting on him because of your own insecurities yes yes. yeah and obviously. i mean i'm 100 percent. i've been there i feel that like completely <laughs> exactly yeah. so from there i've started to look at myself oh my god what i'm doing here yeah and after so many fighting so many arguments i realized yes i do have a lot of a trauma from my parents yeah i grow up with really low self-esteem because my father keep telling me all this hurtful warm words and really really was haunting me in my mind that i'm not good enough i'm not beautiful i'm ugly i will always uh, be a loser all these words haunting me so i start to go inwards to look at myself then i after the first time i break up with him and so i start to practice meditation Mm-hmm. To go inward to see my what's where those words come from. Why I, I'm so harsh to myself. So you you yeah. were dissecting where these beliefs yeah originated mm-hmm. from. Yes, mm-hmm. because they obviously existed. You had you were aware. You became aware. Yeah. Of these insecurities and mm-hmm. this thought pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then how, how did you, so through meditation, is that what you used as a tool to start reflecting and going inward? Yeah, that was the first time that I did meditation and starting to look at myself. Also, he, the, this young wise man, which my ex-ex-boyfriend, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he gave me a lot of tools to 
to help me with mindfulness practice to yeah. to help me to analyze observe observe all this Lagrange in my mind the mm -hmm. pattern I was keeping repeat every day so he's helping me to analyze every words yeah which one is narrative which one is a story which is true so mm. from there I was starting to have awareness like uh, all this Lagrange narrative in my mind which one is true which or which one is just your story which one causes your pain which is necessary so from there, that's my spiritual practice journey beginning. <laughs> yeah. And what did you do with that information when you were able to, to, um, I suppose, like separate mm -hmm. these different patterns? Mm -hmm. What did you do with it? Well, so mostly the sufferings come from the narrative in our brain right because mm -hmm. it, it's come from our childhood how our parents was talking to us is shaping our narrative in our mind yeah so what i do is i see it as a monkey like our brain is a crazy monkey yeah the monkey mind yes <laughs> monkey mind and i give all my negative narr narrative in my mind a name a really cute name uh, like uh, mine is like Eva, so Eva. Eva it's uh, from yeah. the Wally. Did you watch in the movie Wally? Wally? Yeah, yeah, his girlfriend. Okay, <laughs> his girlfriend destroyed everything when he sh when the first time Wally saw her, that she was destroy everything. So that's my narrative monster name. Okay. So I give my monster a name. So every time I have a narrative, like a negative self self-criticism coming out mm -hmm. i would think about okay eva is coming out mm. okay she's uh, going crazy la 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 just a just a monster doesn't matter okay yeah so just ignore it so mostly i'm just observing my monster my eva talking in my brain hey you're not good enough you're ugly nobody like you so I've, mostly i'm just absorbing it and not, not engage, <laughs> no engagement. <laughs> Observing rather than engaging with. Yes. So yes. just kind of watching yeah. from the outside and watching this little um, robot crazy. monster <laughs> go crazy and you're just watching. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what else did you do with the information? Well, from there I started to realize while wow, this past trauma is really damaged a lot mm. of people not only me so and for example i receive a lot of comments on my channel mm -hmm. a lot of girls was living in the same family like me family dynamic yeah it's same many many of them they ask me hey how you heal yourself from this and my parents was always abusing me and criticizing me how i can get out of from this so i receive like a thousands message like this every day because you know in china the population was huge <laughs> yeah and the education was really bad really really old old mm. system and the, everybody would mostly people was suffering from the traditional culture mm -hmm. and the chinese culture was a I don't know everybody, anybody know the Chinese culture, 
they are pretty, pretty suppressed and pretty heavy. Yeah. We had to follow the rules. If you're a girl, you're not good enough when you're born because mm. a boy is more important. Yeah. Carrying and, on the family name. Yeah. Being physically stronger. Yeah. And you're a girl, you're less. Yeah. When I was born, my mom tell me that your father is not happy when you're born. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And from there, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I need to be a boy. I need to be strong. I need to be tough. I need to be rich mm. so I can prove myself good enough. Oh. But, you know, but you didn't choose your gender. You know, in China, the gender was, how to call that, the gender bias? Like, if you're a girl, you just, you just don't feel you're good enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's tradition mindset. It's really old mindset. Yeah. yeah. And so you growing up then felt the need to be something that you're not, yeah. to mm -hmm. really embody masculine traits, masculine mm -hmm. roles and to, sh to prove that you were worthy of love yeah. from mm -hmm. love and acceptance from your parents, I guess. Yes, you just don't have love <laughs> and yeah. you had to work so hard for it, Yeah, but you didn't choose your gender so what do you can do for that yeah so in chinese tradition is if you're a girl you had to kind of service the whole family yeah you do everything you clean the house you go to school you take care of your brother and then you get married and when you make money you still need to take care of this your parents yeah. you still need to service them Kind of like slave, yeah. kind of like slave. You yeah. still really, this belief really strong in China. So mm -hmm. many, many girls like me, yeah, we feel we are so less, we're not worthy, and we are pleaser all our life. Yeah. Just try to please the whole family yeah. because you don't have love. You want to satisfy you earn them, it. you yeah. want to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> so you begin this practice at 25 when you're in this relationship mm -hmm. and you start becoming more aware of some patterns that come out in conflict in your relationship. You yeah. recognise a lot of childhood wounds and you're working through these things as you go. What, I guess like in, the, in that space for you, as you're working, for me, what I found is as you're working through these things, like more things come up, right? Like you do the work, it's like peeling layers back from an onion. You start going, oh, there's another layer. It's like I've peeled this, I've dealt with this, and then and then you find something else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when, like uh, when I met you, that was uh, actually that was uh, three years ago. Three years ago. In three years ago, we met. First yes, time. actually, the very first time you and I met at. Um, a pub quiz night. Yeah, exactly. In Ahmed, our little beautiful fishing village of Ahmed in Bali. Mm, that was a beautiful night. Yeah. Yes. And then when I first saw you, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. As an Asian woman, you're physically really attractive. I had to say that. <laughs> If I did anybody, not. I did not pay you to say this. <laughs> if anybody just, see Amanda in real, no, shut up. <laughs> okay. okay, no anyway. more. <laughs> no, no okay. more shower. No, no more. No more. Okay, so yeah, we met that night, and at that time I was with my ex boyfriend still. Okay, he was a 
um, doing a lot of workshop in Bali already. So we moved to Bali. Mm. But I have a lot of trauma. I still have a lot of fighting with him, always uh, yelling. Also, he have uh, his own trauma too. Yeah. So we all, everybody mm, have yeah. a okay, yeah. human. We've, we've all you got know? our <laughs> shit to deal with. Yeah. And so we have a huge fight. Then I went to travel alone. Mm. And that's where I met you. <laughs> and then I break up with him after that because he have a, some issue. Everybody has an issue. We didn't heal ourselves. Then we break up. Then I went back to China. And and then I went back to Bali like one years ago. Then I, that's where we starting to hang out all the time. I was dating a man. Um, also, is your friend who is a free diver? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I let's just let's okay. If we're gonna go into that space, which we can absolutely, um, we can definitely talk about it. I just want to be um, respectful and mindful. So, obviously. He needs a different name. What are you? What are you calling him? Bonobo. 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 Yes. Bonobo. 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 Okay. Who is Bonobo? Uh, so th- I was dating a um, man who from Germany. <laughs> no. And, and yeah. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> We're gonna, no. 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 Okay. But Bonobo. I just meant. What, what does the name Bonobo? come from i'm we're, we're gonna have to look okay if there's been a cut it's in in um the podcast mm-hmm. ideally it, we I, I don't like to cut things but i'm just mindful of not um yeah i'm just mindful and respectful of a bit of privacy mm-hmm. so i mean you know what we can this is the reality it, it happened right like mm-hmm. this happened with you um, so we can, yeah. All right. I can, I can talk about the, how to say my breakup and then you can. No, we can talk, we can talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's go there. Okay. okay. Um, so the layers you, you was mentioning about the trauma is you coming out again, and again, the trauma, like onion. Yeah. yeah. So, but pause, I just want to pause before we get into sensitive and <laughs> yeah very sensitive stuff that happened um last year i just want to go back real quick mm-hmm. to identifying because like we've got here that you identified these patterns and these traumas and and you're working through them in the space of relationship but there's also space that happens at the end of a relationship that really, for me, gives us a great opportunity to reflect and to actually integrate change if we're willing to do the work. So what happened for you at the end of that relationship? So we're talking three years ago now when I first met you uh, and then you said you you guys broke up. Mm-hmm. What were some realisations for you and what did you do with it? Well... I was in a really bad state at that time. Even I was starting practice mindfulness and meditation already, but I didn't really real to do my spiritual work, like uh, really go back to my childhood trauma 
analyze everything there, what happened in my household. Mm. And I didn't at the moment, for sure. I, I start like last year. And wow, the okay. real spiritual practice, real die into my all my trauma to see everything that was starting last year. Okay, so we're talking for a number of years, you had the awareness, so you could see, almost like an observer, you could see, hey, this is Yao Yao, she's made up of, you know, these experiences, you could see some of the trauma, you could see the pattern playing out, but the doing of the work to move through that, to, to end the patterns, you're saying that didn't really happen until last year. Yeah, until last year. Okay. So let's talk about last year. Um, oh, okay, guys, the drama is coming. Are <laughs> yeah. you guys ready? Okay, it's yeah, it's time to spill the tea. Okay, so last year, uh, pandemic times, I was here in Bali. Yeah, I got here in April, and I was with my ex. Yes, you guys arrived. You and what are we calling him? Bonobo. Bonobo. Okay, you arrive here with Bonobo like middle of the year. Yeah. And Bonobo and I and my ex, so the three of us knew each other um, from Long three years ago, prior. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, small community, so this is... We started here now every yeah, day. Yeah, it was very common. Anyway, and last year you guys get here. We're a couple. You're a couple. Yeah. So we hang out loads. There aren't that many people in Ahmed, obviously, and there aren't, yeah, it's nice to have other couples to hang out with. So yeah. we were spending probably what a nearly every, time. nearly every day, if yeah. not every other day, we would, four of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the four of us, we would go to dinners together. We were co-working together. I mean, we were just spending a lot of time together and it was great. That's how you and I became best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we bonded so strongly and it was beautiful and I love having female friendships obviously Mm -hmm. and I think that was just such a gift to me having you around um, and we spoke about everything. Um, Yeah at at that time I was just starting my my channel I was editing every day. Yes. I remember you guys asking me, what you doing? I was editing every editing. day You're on my always laptop. always working, yeah. At that moment, I only have like 30,000 followers at that time. And I worked so only. much. <laughs> and then I was uh, burnt out. I yeah. burned out from doing, guys, not easy to be a YouTuber. <laughs> if you start a channel, be careful, take care of yourself. Yeah. And keep a lot of time for yourself. Yeah. Do a lot of self-care. Yeah. You don't need to be a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that because that's what happened. I remember you were work you you were editing mm-hmm. and pouring so much energy and effort in. And you know, there were often times when I would see you and you were completely drained. Yeah. Um, from you know, do, doing all of this. Yeah. And <laughs> we took a little uh, holiday for maybe nearly a couple of weeks or something to the south of Bali. Do you remember that? Like you got a house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I got like in several, Bayou, you guys. Yeah, yeah, you got like a couple of villas and we ate excellent to food. Celebrate, we yeah. were playing board games and stuff. We had a great time together. Amazing. That was a really beautiful time. I really appreciate you guys around. Yeah. Yeah. And that was... 
a really special time for the four of us to bond and we spoke about a lot of things. We formed quite deep connections and there was a lot of vulnerability that came out because we trusted each other. Yeah. I mean, a very natural part of friendship, right, exactly. where you just end up talking about life and love and... Every, like everything. I, I don't think that there was much that we didn't speak about and there was a lot that we could relate to uh, in each other's relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you, for some fresh inspiration and need for creativity... I need to go to Ubud. Yes, you decided to go and spend some time alone in Ubud just to... Yeah. yeah because I was burned out. I need to take a break from Ahmed. Yeah. So I go to Ubu for some inspiration from the mindfulness practice, meditation practice from another teachers. Yeah. So I was decided to take a break from Ahmed. That's where I left. And I went Ubu alone. That's where the drama began. Where my okay. spiritual journey, the <laughs> real spiritual practice began. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my, I can feel my heart... Um, my heartbeat increasing because it's really we, sensitive yeah we haven't yeah. spoken about this together in a while as well and i can i can feel myself actually getting a bit emotional talking about it okay do you want me do you want me to share yeah, what yeah, happened you can and share then what happened. i'll share okay so i'll share some and then you can go into what happened yeah. on your side um i i can say something first no matter what amanda gonna say uh up to this I am really grateful what happened. I'm really appreciative what happened yeah. last year. And that's made me becoming a better person today. Made me to have a much more deeper awareness today. <laughs> yeah, you can keep keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, my ex and I had a fight and he was, he was in the South. I returned to Ahmed. Uh, your ex, Bonobo is what we're calling him, isn't it? Okay, so Bonobo, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Okay, Bonobo was was already in Ahmed, you were in Ubud. Mm -hmm. So just for a frame of reference, people who don't know Bali, Ubud is about an hour and a half away from Ahmed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're in this little town. Um, I was feeling a bit sad, Mm -hmm. obviously, because, you know, I had this fight. And just, yeah, I guess uh, Bonobo and I caught up for lunch, which was like a very normal thing for us to do. I think I shared this with him that, like, I think he asked me, you know, hey, what's going on? Like, he could tell that I was upset. I was like, yeah, look, I'm feeling a bit sad um, because this happened. Just don't know what's going on. It was, I was just in a bad headspace as well. I think I definitely would have cried um, and he was being a good, in my eyes, he was being a good friend and consoled me. Uh, The next day, I think we, uh, you know, just did some co-working together or something. There wasn't much chat from what I remember. And then there was a group dinner event. Was it that night? Yeah, I think it was that night. So there was this group dinner. Someone had gone uh, spearing and caught some fish. It was great. We had, you know, a big group gathering, great dinner. And I went home. Now, 
Oh, was it that night? No, I think it was the next. Anyway, semantics. It doesn't matter. I get caught up in the details. I'm sorry. Okay. But basically I'm sitting in my villa and my curtains are closed. My door's locked. And in my villa spaces, the rest of the, the complex is empty because this is pandemic times. It's very quiet. I was the only person staying in the complex. And I heard someone, like I thought I heard footsteps. And I was like, hello? Uh, no one replied. And I'm like oh my gosh, I'm about to get murdered. So, so creepy. <laughs> so I hear, I, like I, everything, you know, it's dead quiet and I'm just listening in and going, is this in my head or is someone really out there? So I'm listening and I swear I hear footsteps again. I was like, hello, no, no answer. And I just decide, okay, I need to open up my curtains. I, I just need to confront Whatever's there, if I can see what's there, then I, who, or who is there? Because I figure obviously it's a person. Then I can decide what I'm gonna do. You know, how am I gonna fight this person? So I come up to my door and I open the curtains, and Bonobo is standing there. Oh my god! And I'm like, Bonobo, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. Uh, and he had his hand behind his back. And pulls out an envelope. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And he's like, oh, it's just for you to read, you know, read it whenever you want. And I was like, like, what? And instantly my gut was just like, this is not good. Instinctively, I knew, I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to know the contents of this envelope. Anyway, and I'm like, okay, it was just super weird. I was like, okay, bye. And then he left and I locked the doors. Uh, and then he messaged me and said, um, this is just for your eyes only. And I remember calling up one of my mates and going, like, what do I do? I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, do I open it? Do I not? Yeah, yeah, I was my best friend. I have, I don't know. And, and I don't know if this was the right thing to do or not. Um, but I decided that I would open it and regardless of whatever my, it was always that I was going to share it with you. So I open up the envelope and it's this five page love letter and he will dispute that and deny that it was because he did deny it, that it was, it wasn't a love letter, but are you okay with me sharing some of the contents yeah, of it? Yeah. Okay, so and and it referred to things like the word soulmate and you know being a wish granted from the moon and the stars. Like it was it was look, objectively speaking, they were really nice words. Um I felt very manipulated because something I had shared with you guys is that words of affirmation is one of my love languages. So, and, and I had shared with you guys how I really value like handwritten notes and letters and stuff. So I felt like that was a piece of information that I'd shared that was almost like taken for, taken and used in this certain way. And, and yeah, you know, referred to things like being in love and all this stuff. So um, we were supposed to go diving together the next day. I can that. I messaged you. You were coming to Ubud. Uh, you were coming back to Ahmed that yes. next day mm -hmm. as well. And we were obviously going to catch up. And I messaged you and said, hey, 
um, we need to talk ASAP. Like you need to come and yeah. see me the moment that you get in, please. Mm-hmm. And you arrived. And he, I was arrived at the villa that we lived. Yeah. And he's telling me, don't go. I say, Amanda want to meet me. Why I, she's my best friend. Why I'm not going? Yeah. And he's like, don't go. And then, but I, I left him and I go to you. I have no idea. Well, you idea. tried to because he drove you, right? Because he was messaging me going, what's going on? Don't you dare show her this. Don't, like, what are you doing? He was calling so he me. threatening you, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, you know, I trusted you as if this was, like, it's not my fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I did message him and said, hey, I'll give you an opportunity to tell her what's happened but either way like yeah yeah I was gonna know um and yeah I remember him driving you to our meetup point because I was parked far away watching because I wanted to make sure that you were going in alone and that he would leave so that I could talk to you I didn't want to see him I didn't want to be around him I I was like I never want to see this person Mm -hmm. again essentially um and he wouldn't let you go alone. So yeah. you, I think after receiving that message from me, he drove you drove home. Drove me there, yeah, to meet you. No, no, but then after that, you guys went back to your villa yeah. and then he told you everything, kind of. Um, He kind of, like he says, something happened. I say, what happened? I have no idea why he's coming, but I decided to meet you first. So he was dropping me to see you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the ocean. You showed no, me the letter. No, but before that, remember he told you that he wrote the letter. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he did tell me. I was like, "What happened? What's the letter?" Yeah. And he's like, he's denying. He's a just a friendly gesture. Yeah. That the letter he was giving to you is a friendly gesture because yeah. he see you quite suffering and you're crying. And so he want to give you something sweet to mm-hmm. come for you. Mm. That's what he telling me. Mm. So I was like, okay, let's see. So I went to meet you. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously we met, and that was really, that was really difficult for both of us because obviously we're best friends. This thing has now happened. I feel like I've been involved in something that is hurting my best friend, <sighs> and that really sucked. Um, and I gave you the letter. Mm-hmm. What were the realizations for you in that moment, in that time? Because you're talking about, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, all of this is a learning experience yeah. for, for both of us, like for all of us. For all of us. But, you know, we can't speak for other people, but I know that it's absolutely been a learning experience for me and it was for you too. What did you realize? What were some things that came up for you? kind of when you saw the full picture, like when you'd read the letter, when you heard things from my perspective, when you got his perspective on things? Well, at that time, after I I read the letter, and I was a shock <laughs> and I was also released that I know the way I work on my channel, that I was uh, left him how to say, I was ignoring him a lot of time because I was working on my career really hard and I didn't give him what he wants. I know that he need a lot of physical and physical con- contact and a lot of uh, quality time, a lot of uh, attention. 
that I didn't give to him because I was working my ass off on my career. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, it's not okay. Like communication's important and there were, you Mm -hmm. know, there's opportunities there for him to have communicated that to you. Yeah, and at that time, I read the letter, actually, I was not in pain at all. I was not, I didn't feel bad at all. I was like, I know that our relationship have a problem mm-hmm. because I've been, we've been, I've been dating this bonobo for like a two two years at mm-hmm. that time, and I've been telling him to to exercise, do meditation, like uh, do some physical training because the physical training is really important for hum, human being. Mm. It's for your own health, but he never listened. He just never wanted to do yoga with me, do meditation with me. He never wanted to go for a run with me. I've been doing exercise every day, try my best. So we have a lot of, uh, how to say, a lot of things not in common. Yeah. So I know our relationship already have a problem, but mm-hmm. I just choose to annoy it. I there were some incompatibilities yeah. that you, you It's a lot in okay. there. So when I read the letter, I, I noticed, yeah, I didn't give him what he wants. I know it. And also I know that what he did is not okay. Mm. It's dishonest. And you are my best friend. It's not nice to give my best friend a love letter. <laughs> yeah, not at all. That's pretty, pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time I was... Um, I was okay, actually. I was released that I know the relationship had problem. And I actually, I was really appreciate what happened. I'm really grateful what happened because I can see that, okay, I need to end it. Because he he's from a really good family, but he got a lot of bully in school. And a lot of, of but nobody liking him when he was when he was kids mm. so he developing a skill which is a uh, call people pleaser move he really good people pleaser mm-hmm. so when he was a uh, try to get me before we are dating for half years i deny i say no to him i don't want you i don't i see you have a lot of a uh, pardon our my sense how to say my instinct telling mm. me no this person no but he do a lot of like uh, people pleaser things to me and to my family. He's trying to win you over. He tried to win me over. He fly to China for two times, twice, and he make a video speak Chinese to show my parents. Yeah. He want to take care of me. He know that marriage is really important in China. Yeah. The commitment is really important for relationship in China. So he know how to get mates. He do all this thing just mm. to win me over. Um, so I realized, okay, he have a lot of trauma. His people please are moved because it come from his uh, childhood. Childhood, yeah. Because uh, nobody like him, and so I realized that. And also, he have uh, some narcissist traits, right? Who write a love letter to girlfriend's best friend? Yeah, I mean, some people do. That's some pretty, fucked pretty up shit. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And after the love the love letter, I went back home to talk to him. I say, "Look, let's, it's over." Mm. But he's oh my god! He was crying, was begging on his knees, on the floor, banging his head on the floor, 
and crying and screaming and and show me how sad he is. He said he's wrong, and he he's I don't know if he's acting. He was having panic yeah. attack. Yeah, he yeah. said, "Call me ambulance, call me Julia," and I'm, I'm I cannot breathe. He yeah. was really dramatic in the in and at that night. And I tell him, look, this is not okay. What you did, and I was, I'm leaving, and so I'm go back to Ubu, and maybe fly back to China. But he was, oh my god, the whole night he didn't sleep. He was crying all night. So I watching him was abusing himself, banging yeah, his yeah. hair. So which is really hard to watch. Yeah, it's、um, really hard to watch. Yeah, and that. It's pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's,、really、it's, it's also really sad. It's difficult、uh, when you know you're you were in pain, and you're watching this, and obviously you still loved him at that time, and you don't want someone that you love、mm-hmm. to be suffering.、Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a lot of compassion and understanding for his background, his childhood stuff, and whatever. But. I mean, I guess in all of this, you learned you learned a lot about yourself. You know, that, that's what we're talking about here、a、as、lot. well. Because as much as you know, we can kind of go down and dissect and talk about another person's actions. I mean, for you, what you said there, actually, I wanted to touch base on is in your instinct, you knew at the beginning、mm-hmm. that he wasn't right for you. Yeah. And you chose to ignore that. Yeah. Why do you think you ignored it? Red flag, because as a Chinese woman, we have a lot of pressure about marriage.、Mm-hmm. Like a certain age, we should get married. We should have kids to prove the family we are worthy. Yeah. That's how we prove ourselves. We have a lot of expectation from parents. We want to satisfy them because we are people pleaser. <laughs> we try to well, get expected of validations. Yeah. yeah. From parents, so I want to get married. I want to have kids. So he know it,、mm. and he know that's my weakness point.、Yeah. So he makes a video talk about speak Chinese yeah, to yeah, prove my、yeah. parents. He fly to China to meet my parents. Then that catch me. That's that's my weakness. So in that, what I want to touch base on though is that you knew, because I I think it's important. You know, we talk about this now about really listening to your gut、mm-hmm. and your intuition. Yeah. And you knew you saw red flags, but that was you choosing to ignore、mm-hmm. something that yeah you had already seen.、Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've learned from now? Well, I learned a lot, and mostly, the most important thing is that some people treat you so well. And they please you. They satisfy you all your needs. It's not because they love you. It's because they want something from you.、Um, yeah. Okay, let's let's dive into that a little bit、mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot to kind of uncover there. A lot. <laughs> where well, for one, you know, I I don't necessarily believe that it's someone's job or someone's role、mm-hmm. to. Especially in a relationship, to complete another person. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all individuals. We all are responsible and accountable 
for ourselves, for our own actions, Mm -hmm. and we're responsible for our own happiness ultimately. And I think often you go into a relationship expecting another person to make you happy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's healthy. Obviously we all have needs Mm -hmm. within a relationship, right? Like there's boundaries within a relationship. You want to be able to communicate what your needs are and hopefully have in a, in the space of a healthy relationship you've got a partner who's able to meet with you and then you build something together and you're able to meet each other's needs but we're really not talking about going and completely being responsible for someone else's happiness yeah mm-hmm. being able to just communicate you know being able to say hey one of my needs is clear communication you know mm-hmm. if we're going to have conflict then just to tell me what you need Mm-hmm. whether it's space or a conversation, whatever. Um, and I've lost my train of thought here a little bit. Um, but you you and what are, what are we calling him again? Bonobo. Bonobo. Um, you recognised that you had needs in the relationship, mm-hmm. like during the relationship that, that after all of this winning and stuff, like they weren't being met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I be with him. I think mostly because the expectation from my parents, Okay, I want to satisfy my parents' needs, not my own needs. For example, when I was taking him to rock climbing in Laos, we make a documentary there. And all my life, I've been dating strong rock climber. But him, the bonobo, he he barely do exercise. So imagine the the conflicts and between like the dynamic in the relationship. So that I know, I don't I don't want to say that he's not good enough for me. I'm just say there's lots of things we are different. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just different. Um, but I ignore it. Mm. For example, he don't like exercise. For me, I've been athlete the whole life. Yeah, I love it. I need to do exercise every day. But him is play video game. Okay, so we have a lot. So there's of a conflict in, in like core values. Yeah, core values. Yeah, I ignore it. I totally ignore it. I say, okay, I want get married. I want settle down. I want good relationship. I want have kids. So. And, and this was the person who was there. So you recognized you were choosing to ignore red yeah. flags. You were choosing to ignore your instinct, your intuition. My core value. Yeah, the things yeah. that you know what you need. Or I perhaps not need, but, but what's important for you to have in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. So you chose to ignore all of that because... He's partly, stable. Yeah. yeah, partly because he was there and available and also because of your parents' expectations. Yeah. Also, I like him. Isn't I like him as a certain way. Many mm. He have a lot of good quality. Mm-hmm. So I chose to focus on the good quality yeah. and ignore the the thing that we are nothing, in, in, nothing the same. So I think I didn't listen to my heart. Yeah, definitely. So I, that's a big lesson for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, we, the idea, I guess, when, you're, when you were in this practice of 
being more self-aware and being able to recognize, hey, these are my patterns. These are decisions that I've made that I don't want to make again in future. Mm -hmm. what are some like commitments or what have you decided for yourself to make sure that this doesn't happen again well actually what happened in Ahmed it just is beginning of the drama so we went back together after one month and we me and Bonobo we decided to go to therapy together I would say, okay, let's work on it because at that time I was not fully healed I didn't aware that I have the trauma from my parents that I want to satisfy my parents. I want to fulfill the needs so I can get the validation and win my parents' respect because mm. I want to get married. At that time, I still have that mm-hmm. low self-esteem. And so I went back to Bonobo. I said, hey, let he, or actually he was chasing me, right? He's a ch- he want, want me back. Yeah. He come to Ubu, he, he started to go to yoga he started to do meditation and he posts on social media just to show me every day that he's working on himself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe this man realized that he did something wrong. So he wants to change. So, okay, I should give him a chance because we've been dating for two years. That's a, We do love each other. We do have a lot of, uh, already built a lot mm-hmm. of uh, connections. So I say, okay, let's go to therapy together. Then he said yes. He found a therapist online. And during Christmas, he went back to Home. Germany <laughs> to spending Christmas with his parents. I cannot go because I don't have visa. Then at the time, I was expecting he coming back. So we back together to working on the relationship. Right. But after he coming back, he was telling me, hey... I want to go to traveling alone to an island and by himself. He said, I was burned from all this work lately. What happened? I feel really bad about myself. I want to reset my mind. So I said, okay, I will pay for your trip. I, I, was, uh, I was wanting to fix it. I really want to work on it. So and after he went back and he told me he met somebody else. So basically... He was dating around the whole places. Yeah. Dating a lot of women when we are not together. But I was expecting he's working on himself. Actually, he already started dating. Right. So I was like, we make a commitment to each other that we were working on it. We go to psychology together. But you already cheat on me <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> so at that time, I was like, okay. I cannot do this anymore. And so we break up. Then I, I went to Ubu. I was go to therapist, spiritual practice, events, all the kind of workshops, really starting to look at myself, dive deep to what's going on to me, why I have this, like this pattern. Like I want him, but he now he's still cheating on me. Why I'm still put myself in this place to hurt myself. Yeah. So basically i don't love myself i realized that i don't love myself at all mm. yeah so from there i starting to really have a deep awa- awakening yeah i should get out and i should working on myself yeah and that's a big step leaving a an unhealthy and a toxic relationship that you know you're really strongly holding on to and 
obviously with someone you love, someone who has hurt you over and over again. And yeah. I think it, it's pretty easy. Often people will say, you know, just leave, like get out, obviously. As if, it's not as easy, yeah, guys. And, it, and a lot of the time it isn't because there are deep wounds, I think, that it calls into, right? Like it comes back what you were saying that deep down you didn't you recognize you didn't love yourself and so there's this acceptance of any kind of love that's available rather than you know when you're coming from a place of lacking yeah. it's like it's like being starving right if you if you were starving yeah and you have no access to food if someone offers you anything to eat you will take it yeah no matter how bland no matter how unhealthy no matter how horrible the food might be you you will take it because it's food and you're starving but if you're someone who is who can feed yourself if you can nourish yourself and you cook and you feed yourself and someone offers you food well then you don't just take anything you take you know, you're looking for perhaps a dessert, exactly. a delicious dessert a that's buffet, going. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you, you know, but but that's the point is like you're coming when you come from a place of abundance, when you come from a space where you love yourself, you fulfill, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're fulfilled within yourself. You no longer accept scraps. Yeah, exactly. But why we put ourselves in that thing, then that situation is hurting. Well, that, well, that's it, right? I yeah. mean, and that comes back to the question of ignoring, ignoring red flags, ignoring your gut instinct. Even, I think something that was quite difficult for me to see was after everything that happened with me, like the love letter, and when you said that you guys were going to work it out. Obviously, like I love you. And I want, I want you to have the best and for you to be happy. And mm-hmm. I'm here to support you. Like it's not my role as your friend to step in and to fix things for you or to remove you from the situation, even if I didn't see that it was something that was going to be beneficial mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think great friends hold each other accountable. And I had shared with you what my thoughts were on that, but I did tell you, no matter what you choose and what you decide, I'm still going to be here to support you. Um, but that was quite difficult for me to watch you go through it again. Again, the cheating And then part. again, yeah, and, and it <laughs> happened actually several times after that. And it is, it's kind of crazy that we allow ourselves, we put ourselves in the position over and over again without, I guess, taking the lesson immediately. Like sometimes we're just really stubborn individuals and the lesson needs to be drilled in us over and over and over again until we learn. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But the beautiful thing that has come from all of this and all of the pain and um, the heartache is that you were able to recognise a big thing that you were lacking in yourself. Exactly. That you didn't love yourself, that you were out there trying to seeking the validation for my parents yeah Yeah. so really missing that core thing that childlike part that always just wanted to be loved exactly yeah by your parents yes and after that i after the breakup holy there was a a hell of a healing journey you know Mm -hmm. because what he did is 
he already cheated on me at that time, but he keep begging me to come back. Mm-hmm. He know that I want to marry, I want kids, so he was coming to my place every day, to begging me on the floor. He even begging me on the street, to say, "Hey, let's go, let's get out of here, let's go somewhere, start a new life together." But as a time, he was, he already fucking around, you know. He was cheating on me. He was fucking around, but he still wants me. And for me, I learned the lesson. I said, "Hey, it's not okay. You do this again, and again." So I take a picture when he was begging me on the on the street,、oh, sent、oh, yeah. to all my friends. No, okay, I wasn't me. I wasn't really me. I I made it, but、yeah. I, but he did it this many times. Yeah, but he's still cheating, and he already have like a physical fucking run with many women already, and he's still coming back to me. Imagine、yeah. how shit he treated me. Yeah, but also. I I think an important thing there is, you know, we can't control other people's actions. Yeah, we cannot. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. The only thing we have control over is ourselves, our responses, and who we choose and allow into our life.、Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that even though perhaps it took a little while that you to be awake. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that you you recognized actually this is someone who's really not good really for me. Really toxic, yeah. And you ended it finally.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean the the main thing that I want to come back to because I think what's important in all of this is just that we recognize what can I learn from this for myself. Like what is this what is this whole experience inform me? About me, and what choices do I have now for the future? Because it's you know we can sit here and we can criticize his actions. You know, obviously these actions are not ones that you or I align with. Like we don't agree with this kind of behavior. Um, it was something that was very hurtful. It ha- it was damaging to. Various friendships and and it the whole situation was shit. But you know, out of pain, there's a lot of beauty,、gold. a lot of gold, a lot of gold. Sure, <laughs> yeah. There's 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 a lot that can come out of these painful and these challenging moments and.、Mm. You know these ruptures in relationships that、mm-hmm. aren't ideal. It's not like you would ever wish this on someone, but we can choose to take away a lot of great, valuable lessons from them. Exactly, I totally agree.、Mm-hmm. And what what do you think were the key lessons for you coming out of this? Well, a lot to be honest. After this, I went to a lot of like、uh, therapists, really dive into myself subconsciously. And first of all, I definitely not love myself. Didn't follow my heart, and didn't align with my soul. Then that's the reason I put myself here because I want to prove everybody that I am the person. I can get married. I can have a stable relationship.、Mm. Even this person is not hundred percent good for me. I'm still put myself there. That's the first lesson. And second lesson is I would I'm too care about the traditional. Way of、yeah. thinking about woman. So being able to just let go and release、uh, these、totally、values、released. that you don't subscribe to. Yeah, and now I am really, how to say, confident and strong enough to say fuck off of the traditional things. 
<laughs> and I will not marry just for I want. I'm seeking for validation for my parents. Yeah. I will find the one really who is good for my soul, who、mm-hmm. is good for my heart. I love him hundred percent. And that's the biggest lesson I learned. And the, the number three lesson is, I noticed that me and Bonobo we have a lot of a、uh, lacking communication. Like、mm-hmm. a, you mentioned before, he have a lot of a、uh, physical needs, emotional needs, but he never say anything to me.、Mm-hmm. I was just working my ass off on my career on my computer, and he just choose to shut up because he don't have the skill. He didn't developing that skill from his parents.、Mm-hmm. From Germany, education, you know, they not good at expressing what they want and what they need. So me and him was lacking a lot of communication. Oh, oh no! There's an alarm going off. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, zoom phone, yeah. Yeah. Oops. Stop! 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 Yeah. Well, it's okay. We'll put it away. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so we can. Yeah, we can just keep going for the communication. Yeah, no, no, it's、part. fine. Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. So there was, yeah, there's lacking communication. In, in communication.、Yeah. I guess what I what I want to ask though is what are. So you've learned these lessons.、Mm-hmm. What are you going to do differently? Well, first for of yourself, all, like what you have control、myself. over, right?、Yeah. Because we can't control anyone else. It's not about, you know. It, it's not about changing someone else's actions.、Mm-hmm. It's just about you,、mm-hmm. and what what you have learned for yourself, and what you can do within yourself. Yeah, the roots of Chinese culture was pretty pretty deep in everybody, and it's not easy to like、uh, take it take it off. Like in in couple of days, a couple week, couple months, we've been living in that system like. All our life, so it's not easy to really say, okay, I don't want, I'm not married, no childrens. It's really, really difficult. All the women was living in that system. So now, what I can do myself is to really think about, to doubt the system, to question it, to, to question challenge it. it. Yeah, am I really want this,、mm. or just my parents want,、mm-hmm. or what my friend is doing the same? Actually, I don't want to get married. I'm good with myself. I am happy. I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm worthy. I am somebody can have a stable relationship. Yeah, this is not my dream.、Okay. Actually, we can question: Is this is really what you want, or、yeah. just somebody want from you? Yeah. So that's big lesson I learned, and definitely not second <laughs> is when I see a man who is treating me really, really well, who give me whatever I wanted. I will question that: Is it really from his true heart, or is just、uh, his trauma? Okay, so、yeah. understanding intentions、yeah. behind also, people's actions. Also, number three, me, I'm definitely not a perfect person. In relationships, for both sides, not、yeah. only one side have problems. So, in my side, that I can really working on communication, working on like a. Really asking what my parent, what my partners want, and give him what he wants. Communicate better, and many many things. Well, now I'm really just my mind doesn't work really much, and really communicate what you want 
Also, yeah. tell your partner why you want and ask your partner what he wants and really know each other's trauma, know where we're coming from so we wouldn't hurt each other mm. unconsciously. Yeah, yeah. that's a big lesson that I learned, to spot on each other, to help each other, to support each other, to grow, to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. that's also that I learned from my past relationship. <laughs> Yeah, because I think we will inevitably hurt each other. That's just a natural part, right? Sometimes you don't, obviously you don't mean to, but understanding the other, understanding their trauma, that's what helps us to show up in a better way for... To help each other. Yeah, yeah, not only for our partners, I think for friends, for family, it's just you you can come from a place of compassion and kindness a lot Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow, thanks, Yao Yao. Um, thanks, Amanda, for this drama. <laughs> so my, my final question is, what is something kind that you are doing for yourself? Something kind is uh, taking myself for a date. I love that. Giving myself a spa mm-hmm. and grateful and to put myself surrounding people like you who is nourishing your soul Aww. and support your growth <laughs> and always there no matter who you are, yeah. And, oh, I love you. And also really encourage you to be the true self, mm. to align with your heart, your soul, everything, yeah. is really important to have friends like that. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I love you very much. Me too. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining along. Um, this is very unplanned. I kind of just dragged you on and was like, hey, do you want to come record with me? So thanks for doing that. Wow. Uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram, what's your handle? My name is uh, Yao Yao Forest. And if you want to check it out, you can go to Instagram. Also go to Chinese YouTube. It's called Billy Billy Yao Yao Forest. I'm there. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yao Yao. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. My name is Amanda Tran. You can follow the podcast at self, double underscore podcast, and at Amanda Latran, that's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N, on Instagram, new episodes every Thursday. I will see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, Yao Yao. And we're out. Bye. 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 (laughs)